to to do a little something different. So um, two weeks ago, uh, we talked about hope. You know, we talked about how sometimes feeling like we're in a pressure cooker or however you want to look at it, you know, when, when life is kind of just bearing down on us, like a lot of times that causes us to respond in a, in a positive way, you know. Um, Sandra and I were here doing the food pantry yesterday and uh, a gentleman by the name of Ron came by and we were talking about that, you know, how, how when we go through struggles in life so often, uh, that's when we see the most growth. And, and that's kind of what we were hitting on. And there's, there's hope in that, you know, when, when you look around and from a fleshly standpoint, it's, it seems hopeless, you know, it seems like, you know, when is this, whatever we're in going to end or uh, this trial or this storm. And sometimes it seems hopeless, but obviously in the spirit, you know, we know better. We know there's always hope. And then uh, last week we talked about rejoicing always and, you know, uh, praying continuously and finding ways to be thankful in all circumstances and uh, crazy, uh, this, this week, I just, there's just been a lot of uh, people share with, with me um, just the struggles that are going on. And so I, I, I was praying and uh, the, the Lord just led me to uh, the book of 2 Timothy. So we're going to dig into that in a, in a minute. And that's, that's going to be the only place we are. So if you want to flip over there, you can. But uh, that, you know, we, we go through, we do go through trials, we do go through struggles, and uh, sometimes I think when we hear sermons and, and, and things like, I know this idea is projected out, uh, or when we talk about Christianity in general, sometimes it seems like, well, I'm supposed to have it all together, you know? Um, Jeff keeps preaching on these sermons, and I'm, I'm supposed to get that right, and and, you know, I, like I, I want to, to back up, even, even though we have this thing we're going towards, right? Like we have a goal. We have uh, this vision that the Bible has given us. That was a, I love that passage Mitch just read, you know, because we are responsible. You know, you don't, get to, you don't get to let off the hook because life is hard. You know, we are responsible. We, we signed up for this when we said yes to Jesus. Okay, like so, I want to say that, like because, because like there's two sides to this coin. There's a side of, well, I have Jesus, and yeah, you know, I got Jesus. I don't really have to fill in the blank, and that's not really true. That's not the picture Jesus paints. That's not the picture Scripture paints at all. And then, then there's the other side of, well, because I'm a Christian, I have to be perfect, and I. You know, and I, I jokingly says I can't show the dirty dishes in my kitchen, right? When people come over, I have to clean it. It needs to shine, you know. And that sometimes we get this image of that, I think, as we walk with Jesus. And maybe maybe even the church accidentally or a preacher accidentally or some book we're reading accidentally takes us there, you know. And, and so, I, you know, I want to say, like, there's a balance in here. There's a balance with, with grace and the fact that you absolutely, unequivocally, that was a good word until I messed it up. That word. Represent Jesus. Like you don't get off the hook for that. Mitch just used the word ambassador and that's exactly right. You are his ambassador. And so when people look at you, they do need to see Jesus. But one of the amazing things that God does, I just like this has always blown my mind is somehow he takes the mess that this is 
And whether I get it right one day or wrong the next, He can use it in Christ. It's unreal. If I'll let Him. Okay? So, I, I want to encourage you this morning because, you know, all throughout Scripture, the church, the, the people of God, they go through trials, man. They go through persecution and struggles and there's storms wailing on them all the time. And they persevere. You know, not everybody. But the church perseveres. And it grows. And it matures. And, and it has these seasons uh, that it goes through. And so, you know, I just, I've heard a lot of people's hearts over the last week. And, and I, know, I know what is facing us is daunting. And it's disheartening sometimes. And, you know, I, I don't want to encourage you just to shut everything out. You know, we're all wired differently. Um, I, have to, I have to turn the TV off. Like, I just have to. Uh, I, it weighs me down too much sometimes. And, again, it's not that I'm going to ignore what's going on and, and not want to make an impact on that. But, um, but I, I also know that what we pour in constantly is what comes out. And so, you know, if I'm not allowing the things of God to uh, be greater than, abundantly greater than the things I'm, I'm absorbing all the time, uh, there's, there's going to be a, a, an unbalanced thing going on in my life. And it's going to weigh on me and it's going to get to me. And I, and I know, you know, again, for me, this is right because I'll, I'll see my attitude and then I'll go, I'm not even going to get into the, the news outlets that I watch, but... Um, I'll go watch these, and sometimes I watch the ones from opposing views just to, you know, just to hear kind of what's going on over here. And, like, like I feel that. I'll see a shift in the way I think and the shift in the way I feel, and then it's like, oh, I've let too much in, you know. And, and it's not that we don't have a heart and care for what's going on. Man, that is not it at all. Uh, so I, I believe some things. I'm going to share them with you, and then we're going to read some Scripture because I believe this Scripture backs it up. And I just want to tell you, there, there are big things going on. And the answer isn't you. Okay? Now there may be something that you need to do because God is telling you you need to do it. And then I'm absolutely behind you going to do that. But I just want to encourage you this morning, and, and I think we've been on this thread now, I guess for three weeks, of your part first is to make sure that you're being filled up with Him. Because if you go out there into battle filled with anything else, I, I just don't think we're going to be as healthy as we need to be for Him. And again, can God, you know, this is where you can like, well, God's God and He can, he can use anything. Well, yeah, He can. Even me, right? He can use anything. But that doesn't let me off the hook of doing everything I'm supposed to do to be maturing in Christ. So that when I am out there, I'm at my best for Jesus. Okay? It's kind of a weird thing because, you know, we see Jesus at different times send the disciples out and, and uh, we know that they messed up. Right? And God still worked through that. But they still did their part. And they still grew to the men that we, we learned about as they, you know, as they wrote books of the Bible, as they, as they planted the church, as they did all these things. They matured in who they were as followers of Jesus. So I've been on this, uh, I've been on this healthy 
kick thing, and it just kind of amplified uh, this last week because I took a break from my healthy living, <laughs> and I went on vacation. And I thought, hey, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. I'm gonna eat what I want to eat. I'm gonna drink what I want to drink. I'm gonna have s'mores. Are good. Um, and I did. I ate some ribeyes and grilled out food and low country boils and every ice cream shop in South Georgia I visited. I mean, I, I love ice cream. My kids help me with that. Um, and uh, so we got back on Friday, uh, yesterday, and today, like, I, I feel terrible. This morning I got up and I was like, God, I can't even preach today. I felt awful. Um, I, I got here this morning and I, I, I just fell asleep sitting in my chair for a second. I was like, oh my gracious. And I slept good last night. But I know the sugar intake that I put in my body last, last week was way up there. And I had pretty much cut sugar completely out. And, and so it's had this effect on me. And I, and I want to you know, share that because I, I do believe um, we are at our best when we're healthy. And again, can we take this too far? Absolutely. Okay, you can take anything too far. You can turn something into something that doesn't need to be. Um, but and I'm not talking about just eating. I'm talking about healthy. You know, emotionally, physically, spiritually healthy and, and, and what that looks like. And so as we, as we are navigating these tough times, these, you know, again, for us, I know we can look back through history and be like, well, so-and-so went through this and that's not nearly as bad as this. Yeah, but we didn't live through that and we are living through this, okay? It's kind of like there's, there's always somebody out there with a bigger problem, but that doesn't make your problem any less real to you. You know, I know sometimes we feel guilty about that. Like, I'm worried about my child who is, I, I remember uh, having to take um, a, a, Elias in with his kidney. He's, he's had some kidney issues and, you know, we've had to deal with that. And then I see a child battling cancer and I'm like, you know, get over it, Jeff. You know, but the reality is I, I love my son. You know, that's it. I love my son. And I don't I'm going through that storm and that's real. Could it be worse? Absolutely. Things can always get worse. But like that doesn't make it any less real. So we're going through this together and we're, you know, we're we're trying to figure it out. And we're, you know, so and so's telling me to stop. What Jeff just said, stop watching the news. No, I didn't. I said, I have to stop watching the news because uh, it weighs on me. And I'm just the the encouragement I want to give you this morning is find find a place of health in it all. Because I believe you're going to be you're at your best for Jesus when you're healthy. And obviously spiritual health is, is, is the most important thing, I believe. But if my emotional health is a wreck and my, or my physical health is a wreck, I'm not going to be as healthy spiritually. They're all tied together because we're made up of this body and it's all in there. So you, you can't just pour yourself into one and, and not have it impact the others. It's just going to. And so if you feel yourself downtrodden, if you feel yourself anxiety and worry and all those kinds of things that no, everyone in here has experienced at different times for different reasons, and maybe it's overwhelming you today, I don't know. I want to encourage you to find that healthy thread. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I always believe it. It, it starts with a conversation with the Lord, just being honest about where you're at, uh, even if you feel like that's not where you should be. 
Because God knows you. He wants to hear from you. He wants to be in relationship with you. And He wants to help you on this journey. And, and so I just, I want to share that this morning, you know, because it matters. What we do and what we pour into here matters, whether it's ice cream shops for me or, uh, you know, or what we're listening to or what we're, I don't know. I just, I've just always been convinced that whatever the bulk is coming in is, is going to impact so much of what's coming out. And we are in weird times and God can use you. You know, I, I have, uh, I, I'll just share this just to be transparent. I mean, I have preacher friends who, who went to Atlanta and, and marched. And I've sat there feeling guilty. Like, am I, like was I supposed to do that? Like, I, I don't know. You know? And I'm like, just wrestling this out. Like, is that something I'm supposed to do? Because, I, you know, I'm not... I, Jesus calls it. I do think Jesus wants us to stand up for injustice. I have no issue with that. But this is where I'm going with this. Who knows what to do? Right? If we'd all been back there right before Jesus came on the scene and you ask us how to change the world, I guarantee you none of you would have said, hey, pull, pull aside 12 guys and disciple them and the world will change. Nope. You wouldn't have said that. Probably all of us in that time would have been like, we got to overthrow the Romans. Amen. You know, we got to get them. <laughs> you know? And we wouldn't have went out there with signs because they had to put us on the side of the road. Right next to the other people hanging on crosses. Yeah, we would have become the sign. The only person I know that knows what to do for each and every one of us in this room is Jesus. I don't know what to tell you to do. I know you probably wish you had one of those preachers that could just sit up here. I don't even know what I'm doing. And I was like, God, like... What do we do? You know? We love one another. We love one another radically. And when someone comes into your path, you love them radically. Whatever that looks like for you through Jesus. That's what I believe. Uh, we read from... Second Thessalonians, two weeks ago, First Thessalonians last week, and you know, the church was under persecution when those letters were written. They were going through hard times. And so today, this is weird, I've never done this before. We're going to read the entire book of Second Timothy. And I want to preface this. This was written from a preacher to a preacher, basically. Okay? I want you to know that. Um, and but I still think there's just so much good truth in here. I will, I'll try not to speed read because sometimes I do that. Um, and I want everyone to hear. Is the volume going crazy up and down? Sounds like it to me. Um, so we're going to read through 2 Timothy. And I, like I'm telling you, there is so much in here that just connects. Hattie, will you turn me down a little bit? I don't know what just happened, but it just decided to be louder. Um, there's so much in here that just connects with this moment in time to me. And, and so I just, please don't fall asleep. If you get yawn and stand up and do a jumping jack, you will not offend me. You're not on film. It's, it's zoomed in right here. So I don't want you to miss anything. 
So if you're tired this morning like I am, I'm worn out. If I wasn't up here preaching, I'd be having to stand up and do jump jacks if you were up here preaching. Okay. Like, I'm serious. Like, you know, wake yourself up, whatever. You can brew some coffee. It'd smell good to all of us. Whatever. But, like, track with me. Okay? There's some, man, there's just some truth in here. And that, so I was like, hey, I'm going to, like, God led me here this morning. And I was pulling out nuggets. And I was like, you know what? I think we need to hear the whole thing. So, here we go. Paul wrote this to Timothy. Paul, and, and I'll butcher the names in here just to laugh along. It'll be great. I'll act like I can pronounce them, but I can't. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, according to the promise of life that is in Christ Jesus, to Timothy, my beloved child, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father in Christ Jesus our Lord. I thank God whom I serve as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I am reminded, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God gave us a, a spirit, not of fear, not of fear, but of power and of love and self-control. Of power and love and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in suffering for the gospel by the power of God who saved us and called us to a holy calling, not because of our works, but because of his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the ages began and which now has been manifested through the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus, who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel for which I was appointed a preacher and apostle and teacher, which is why I suffer as I do. But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Follow the pattern of the sound words that you have heard from me in the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Guard the good deposit entrusted to you. You are aware that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are that person and her, yep, that other person. May the Lord grant mercy to the household of Onesiphorus. That was a good one. For he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. But when he arrived in Rome, he searched for me earnestly and found me. May the Lord grant him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you, and you well known, and you well know all the service he rendered at Ephesus. Do not be afraid. You then, my child, be strengthened by the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And what you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ. No soldier. Listen to this. No soldier gets entangled 
in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. An athlete is not crowned unless he competes according to the rules. It is the hardworking farmer who ought to have the first share of the crops. Think over what I say, for the Lord will give you understanding in everything. Remember Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, the offspring of David, as preached in my gospel, for which I am suffering, bound with chains as a criminal. But the word of God is not bound. Therefore, I endure everything for the sake of the elect, and they also may obtain the salvation that is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. The saying is trustworthy. For if we have died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. Remind them of these things and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth, but avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness, and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenaeus and Philetus. Beautiful. Who have swerved from the truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. They're upsetting the faith of some, but God's firm foundation stands, bearing this seal. The Lord knows those who are his, and let everyone whose name, who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Now in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and clay, some for honorable use, some for dishonorable. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house, ready for every good work. So flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace, along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Have nothing to do, have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know that they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponent with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare, the devil, the, the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. Two more chapters. It's good stuff, man. But understand this. That in the last days, there will come times of difficulty. For people will be lovers of self. Lovers of money. Proud. Arrogant. Abusive. Disobedient to their parents. Ungrateful. Unholy. Heartless unappeasable, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not loving good, treacherous, reckless, swollen with conceit, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having the appearance of godliness but denying its power, avoid 
such people for among them are those who creep into households and capture weak women, burdened with sins and led astray by various passions, always learning, always learning, and never able to arrive at the knowledge of the truth. Just as Janus and Jambres oppressed, opposed Moses, so these men also opposed the truth. Men corrupted in mind and disqualified regarding the faith, but they will not get very far, for their folly will be plain to all, as was that of those two men. You, however, have followed my teaching, my conduct, my aim in life, my faith, my patience, my love, my steadfastness, my persecutions and sufferings that happened to me at Antioch, at Iconium, and at Lystra, which persecutions I endured, yet from all the Lord rescued me. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. But as for you, continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And how from childhood you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be equipped, complete, equipped for every good work. I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is the judge the living and the de- of the living and the dead, and by his appearing in his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but have itching ears, and they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off in the myths. As for you, always be sober-minded, Endure suffering, do the work of an evangelist, and fulfill your ministry, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure has come. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Do your best to come to me soon, for Demas... in love with this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. Cretans has gone to Galatia, Galatia, Titus to Dalmatia. Look, Luke alone is with me. Get Mark and bring him with you, for he is very useful to me for ministry. Tychicus, that was good. I have sent to Ephesus. When you come, bring the cloak that I left with Carpus at Troas. Also the books and above all the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me great harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Beware of him yourself, for he has strongly opposed our message. At my first defense, no one came to stand by me, but all deserted me. May it not be charged against them. But the Lord stood by me and strengthened me, so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed, and all the Gentiles might hear it. So I was rescued from the lion's mouth. The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. To him be the glory forever and ever. 
Amen. And then it says a bunch of more names. You can read the last four verses there. Man, it almost sounds like Paul could have written that today. And I hope as much as that is is kind of a, a heavy weight, I hope it's also encouraging because this isn't new. It's new to us, but it's not new. God's been there with His people through it all. He gets it. He gets how our flesh responds to things. And, and that's perfectly natural, right? But the encouragement is to keep the faith, to keep turning back to God, to keep seeking God, to not get involved in quarrelsome things. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is the good news of Jesus Christ. And if I'm not out there promoting that, I don't know what I'm promoting. And when we seek him, you know, I I love how Paul, so just Paul's writing this from prison, um, if you're unaware of that. And he's, he's about to, his life is about to come to an end. He's about to be executed. And like to hear him write these words, you know, and the faith and the trust he has that, hey, you know what? If God wants me to keep on going, he's going to deliver me like he has time and time and time and time again. But if not, he's bringing me home. And I don't know about you, but I lose sight of that sometimes, right? On Friday when it was time to go home from from camping and I thought, I'm ready to be home. I wasn't thinking about heaven, but I should have been, you know? And sometimes when all this weight comes down on us, I just want to be home, you know? But God's got to work for us and he's got to work for you. And we got to do our part and we got to stay faithful and we got to build the body of believers up. We got to encourage one another. If you're not calling people in this church throughout the week, man, I just want to encourage you to get on it. Like, we need to hear from one another. We need to be encouraged. If you need phone numbers, I got a lot. Reach out to me. Connect with someone. Pray for someone. Love radically. And you seek Him first. We, we talked about that, Matthew 6.33. You seek Him first, His righteousness and His kingdom. And all these things will be added unto you. I believe that. You want to know what to do? Seek Him first. And He'll make your path straight. It won't be a guessing game. You don't have to be guilty that you're not doing something you see someone else doing. Because you'll know that you're doing what He wants you to do. And that is what's most important. Everybody's got a role to play. And it's different. You're going to reach someone that I'm not going to reach. When you do your part, and I do my part. So I just wanted to encourage you with that letter to Timothy this morning because I feel like we're going through uh, similar things, you know, on some level. And and Paul's words to Timothy were just super encouraging. And as I read through them this morning and, and went over them, and and again, just the condition Paul is writing out of there from prison and being accused of being a criminal for his faith. And ladies and gentlemen, as shocking as it is. 
I don't know if we're terribly far from that. And when the day comes, am I going to stand up? Proudly, unashamed, as Paul writes, for my Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your, your words here that you've allowed us to have. And I just, man, what a moment. What a moment where Paul is sitting here in chains and he's writing this letter to Timothy who's still out there, who's, who's being faced and bombarded with all these things and, and, and to receive a letter like this from his mentor, from his, his spiritual father. What encouragement. God, and I pray that we're encouraged this morning from reading it to stay the course, to to not get caught up in the things that don't matter and to pour ourselves into the things that do. God, help us to know what to do in this season of life, how to love our neighbor, how to respond to uh, the difficult things that are out there. God, I I know you don't call us to just ignore uh, those kinds of things, but God, sometimes it's very difficult to respond. And I pray that you lead us in that, God. That you show us. And that when we're involved in relational conversations, that you give us the words, God. That we are able to to love our brothers and sisters. That we're able to share the gospel with the unbeliever. That we represent Christ as his ambassador. Thank you for church. Thank you for what this little moment of time means to each one of us. Lord, we continue to pray for Cross Plains and the impact that we can have on the community or or wherever you want us to go, God. We pray for leading in that. And we pray for your church just globally. Help us to remain steadfast. Help us to remain holy and seeking you in all that we do. In Jesus' name, amen.